0: is actually you are a real runner with Jacqueline Riccio. Hey, it's Jacqueline and I'm back with another episode today. I just wanted to say thank you so much to listening to the podcast. You know, when I was getting ready to create today's episode, I went back to look at the downloads from the previous episode and I was pretty sure it was going to be like five downloads and it was way more than I had anticipated. So I just wanted to say thank you for subscribing to the podcast, letting me be a part of your life, even though I was kind of absent for most of 2022. Even though you and I don't know each other, um, it really does mean a lot that you stayed subscribed to the podcast. So thank you. Um, Today's episode, obviously back after a long hiatus, Life has been kind of crazy all of 2022 and 2021, and I don't know, there was that pandemic thing, Um, but things are starting to feel a lot better. Um, I know I've mentioned on the podcast, you know, the 2021 and 2022 were really difficult years for me. Um, I think it was a lot of it was just really not enjoying where we were living in the city, um, feeling just lost, stuck really not enjoying Chicago winters and just feeling like, oh, like (laughs) there's got to be more to life. And we really put a lot of things on hold because of the pandemic and because of pulse surgery and because of Jameson. Like, how do you make a big life change when you have a senior dog? And so, yeah, it was just a really rough year. Um, But I think towards maybe the beginning or middle of 2022, we really decided that we were going to make a change um before winter the winter came and so we did we did the, we did make that change over the summer we got our shit together um and started cleaning getting rid of stuff had a garage sale um we actually left our home in october so we've literally been traveling for the last 16 weeks. It's been amazing. It's been tough. There's, you know, glamorous parts of like, oh, I went running on the beach and saw dolphins, dolphins, and also non-glamorous parts like, oh, we are in a one-bedroom hotel suite and the fire alarm keeps going off today. And I've uh had some false starts <laughs> to recording today's podcast. So lots of, you know, it that's life. That's it's never going to be perfect. But I am really happy that we made this big change. It was a long time coming and it kind of got to that point where it was like, you know, I always talk about pain and pleasure. It got to the point where it was like, I no longer want to experience (laughs) this pain. I no longer, like, I don't believe I deserve to be feeling this way and feeling stuck. And it was, you know, the pain is really what motivated us to make a change. And it's been great. We left Chicago, we drove West and we've been exploring different parts. We've been in Arizona. We were in New Mexico for a while. California. We're hoping to head up a bit north as it starts to get a little bit warmer and check out some other states. Um, maybe one day I would love to be in New York City at some point and Boston visit my friend Erica. Um I'd love to venture over there. I just I just need it to be warm. I can't do. I cannot do frigid winter. So everyone that is in the Midwest or the Northeast and you're dealing with the frigid winter, um, I'm sorry. I know it is going to be warm soon and um, it's already starting to get lighter at night. So it's it's tough. I, I get it. So <laughs> wishing warm weather and sunny evenings your way soon. But back to, yeah, what's going on here. Just really happy that we made this change and um, it's, it is kind of crazy because we don't know, you know, people are like, oh, like where where are you going next? How long are you staying there? And it's kind of up in the air um, as we move. Like right now we're kind of figuring out where we're going to be next month and looking things up as far as where we're staying. So if this was something that you ever wanted to do, I'm calling it a work from home, a WAFH road trip. If this is something that you ever want to do in the future. So some tips that I can share is number one if you book with airbnb it tends to be cheaper than verbo um, and with airbnb you if you stay over a month you can get a 50 percent discount so we've been looking for places where we can that it'll get offered that 50 percent discount and it makes it a little bit more reasonable um, the other website that's been really great is trusted house sitters Um, we did do a house sit with them that's so you can look in, Check, check that out. Um I think I have a link i I can share with you in the show notes. Um, but basically, you go and stay at someone's house <laughs> while they go on vacation and you watch their pets and take care of their pets while they're gone. Um, you definitely want to vet out and make sure that it is, you know, gonna be a good fit for you and the pets and you feel good with the owner, but that's to, another option So that kind of brings down your cost of living um, costs. So that's been nice. Um, but yeah, we've kind of been doing, the uh, Airbnb, and then also checking out local things and seeing if we can find um, rental properties that are local and contacting them. So lots of different options for this, but it's, yeah, overall, it's been really great. I know that I've had conversations (laughs) with family and they're kind of like, what, like, you're still doing this. This is kind of crazy. But I think that after being stuck in Chicago for I think it was like four and a half years, like in an area that we, you know, we didn't necessarily want, choose to live there. This is something that we really wanted and kind of needed to do. Um, Quick update on the pop, She is still with us. Jameson is going strong. She actually just turned 16, maybe about two weeks ago. Um, She's doing great. She is completely deaf. She cannot hear a thing. So that's, you know, that it makes me feel sad because it's like, oh, you know, if I like, hey, you want to go for a walk? Or I'm like, hey, pop, you know, she can't hear any of that stuff. So that is that is hard. But when it comes to, you know, going for walks, like she's still excited to go for walks. Um, we've been going for a walk in the morning and then midday and then at night. And sometimes we'll go for a walk right before um we head to bed since it's so nice out. Um, so it's honestly crazy that she's 16, <laughs> the fact that she's like up and moving in willingly wanting to go for walks it's been a blessing um and as far as her appetite that is still going strong i actually uh, accidentally fed her dinner twice the other day and realized it maybe when she was about three-fourths of the way done with her second bowl and i was like that's right paul already fed her and she will willingly eat double the amount and be fine with it oh that was a mistake but yeah so overall she is doing well um I know that she's not going to live forever, but we're just trying to enjoy the time that we have with her right now, take her on walks, get her in different areas to explore and smell different things um, and cuddles, just spending time with her. But yeah, so that's a quick, you know, a quick update over the past few months. Um, And that's kind of like all the cheery parts, but I guess one big thing that I didn't mention was... Over the summer, I did get COVID and it was honestly an awful experience for me. Um, I, you know, Paul Paul had it and did not have the same experience as I did. But basically, we we thought we just had a fever and we tested it and it was negative. And we're like, okay, like it's just a fever or chills, whatever. And then it wasn't until a couple days later that I was eating an Oreo, you know, my single serving dessert, eating an Oreo. And I was like, I can't taste this. So we went and got more tests both tested positive. And then from there, I completely lost all of my sense of smell and my taste. Paul was fine. Um, I got really weak. It started, it was like really hard to do any kind of movement. And so basically for a couple of weeks, I did not have a lot of movement. And then we kind of built it up slowly, like going for walks, um, you know, walks with the pup and just like around the block. That was really hard for me. And so it, was very slow in building up to being able to do that and then go for another walk. Um, and then from there we added on biking. So we would like, you know, ride our bike, um, head to the gym. I would just, I would feel so exhausted on this like 10 minute bike ride. You know, Chicago is pretty flat, so it's not like a strenuous bike ride, but I would, I would feel so exhausted. I was so far behind him. I was having a lot of trouble with breathing, getting air in my lungs, um, had to go to, Urgent care, get some, you know, different medications to help. Um, but it took a long time to build back up and it was really frustrating. And I like if like this is a theme that keeps happening to me of like, I'll build up and I'll be able to do a lot. You know, I can run a marathon or a half marathon or I'm in really fit shape and then something happens and I kind of lose that fitness. Um, so it can be it can be really, really frustrating. Um, you feel kind of just you you feel very humble when you know, going for a mile run is difficult or going around the block is difficult or going for a 10 minute bike ride. Um, it can feel really frustrating, but it's like, I don't know, like that's life. Like it, it is what it is. There's nothing that I can do to change what happened. Um, but I will say that just, you know, just focusing on being consistent and doing what I can and building up slowly and not having these expectations that I should be able to run a marathon right now, just because I've been able to do it in the past. Like letting go of those expectations has really helped. Um, and I will say that now I'm in fairly good shape, stuck with the biking, stuck with, um, lifting consistently running, Um, just honestly, just staying active. Like that's really been the goal since recovering from COVID is just like, cool, just stay active. And I'll get into this in a little bit, but that has been it. So there hasn't been any, like, you need to be running this pace or you're going to run this race or anything like that. Um, just really focusing on staying active, which brings me to the last part. I just want to share some tips. What has really helped me in staying consistent on, The last 16 weeks of this work from home road trip, um, you know, 16 weeks of travel is kind of crazy. Moving around, being in different, I think we've been in probably five or six different cities, five or six different places of staying, um, you know, different gyms or, you know, environments and where we can work out and like what's available to us. So um, I want to share some tips and just kind of acknowledging that. Um, right. You know, I'm not, I'm not naturally athletic. I'm not, I'm not someone who, um, easily gets things done. It takes me a lot of work, like a lot of trial and error. I wish I was someone that could just, okay, cool. I'm going to start doing this. Um, I'm not, it takes me a lot more mindset work and coming up with a plan and figuring out what's working, what's not working to actually stick with something. And in the past, you know, if we had gone like a week trip, that might have messed me up. I probably wouldn't really exercise the entire time or I would like binge eat. I would start out being like, oh, I'm going to eat so healthy and then end up by the end of the trip, like binge eating and binge drinking and going to McDonald's, hamburger king in one sitting and then, you know, getting ice cream to top off the night and stopping and getting Pringles. So it would just be like a, me- a mess. Um, And then obviously right, getting home and feeling like, wow, I didn't exercise at all. I didn't eat a single vegetable. I should do a Whole30 and a extreme workout plan to kind of fix this. So I'm no longer doing things like that, but really just focusing on staying consistent. So here here is what has helped me. So the first thing is um, really... That aspirational identity. And I think that comes from, you know, in the past, experiencing all of that pain and not wanting to experience that pain and what that pain and wanting to experience pleasure or just normalcy, but really the aspirational identity of being someone who's consistent, being someone who's consistent with my mornings, being someone who is consistent with movement, being someone who is consistent with meals. So, like that identity of being a consistent person. I think that that is something that is kind of ingrained in me and something that I want to see myself as and do see myself as. I do see myself as a consistent person. And it's important for me to be a consistent person because I've struggled with consistency so much in the past. And I I don't want to be that person that's like yo-yo dieting anymore. Um, So that would be the first thing, having a strong aspirational identity. The second thing is having a simple system and actually following through with it. So, you know, I've been talking about the five Ps for literally the last, like, what, six, seven years, I've been talking about the five Ps. That is a simple system. So having that, but also actually following through with it. Um, another system that I've been sharing on social media a lot is wake up and work out. That has been really helpful. kind of helps me structure my mornings. I know exactly what I'm supposed to do, right? Hey, <laughs> once I wake up, Then I'm going to work out. Now, what I do for that workout might change. I'll get into that in a second. But I'm always going to wake up and work out, wake up and move my body in some um, capacity. So again, having a system, a simple system and actually following through with it. The other thing that's helped me is having a backup plan, right? So ideally, (laughs) I'm waking up and I am going to the gym and I'm getting a solid lift in. Um, That's been kind of my focus is focusing on strength work. Um, but there are times (laughs) that that has not worked out. Like I've woken up late or I didn't get good sleep and I get to the gym and I'm just exhausted and I just like, oh my gosh, lifting feels so hard right now. Well, that's okay. I have a backup plan. As long as I get to the gym, um, I can walk on the treadmill for the entire time or I can do some yoga poses. I can stretch. I can do some mobility work. So ideally I'm waking up and I'm doing a solid lift. If not, I have a backup plan. I can do those things. Or maybe I don't even get to the gym. I'm just going to walk. I'm going to walk around the neighborhood and get some movement in. So really having that backup plan has been really helpful. And the same thing with the five Ps. So like that's the ideal thing. I'm going to eat the five Ps at all the meals. But I still have a backup plan if that doesn't work. Okay, you know, we're at a place where we're about to get tacos or about to get pizza. Can I have like a main thing and some side veggies? That's been something helpful too. Great, I'm going to get tacos. Also, we're going to get this salad and we're going to share that. So I'm getting my main thing, the tacos, and then I'm getting my side veggies, the salad. So again, having that system that you're going to do and then having a backup plan if that doesn't work out exactly. Another thing that's been really helpful and I've been sharing this on my Instagram is tracking my daily actions. So I have been using this workbook. I actually created this worksheet. Goodness. Probably in 2019, when we moved from Atlanta to Chicago, and I was working from home for the first time, and I had no idea how to structure my day, I came up with this little worksheet that I would fill out, and it would really just have it was like, This is my schedule for the day. I've altered it a little bit over the years, but really on this uh, road trip, it's been super, super helpful in helping me track my actions. So on it, like I have, like I start my day, gym dog walk, shower, because that was something I struggled with in the past, breakfast, walk, lunch, snack, dog walk, gym, dinner, single serving dessert, uh, physical therapy. So that's my schedule like every single day. Um, Those are the daily actions that I am working on. And so actually tracking it, having it on a sheet, sheet of paper, where literally all I do is color in the box green. Once I've completed it, I color in the box and i will say that sometimes this does motivate me like i'll be like want, we need to go for this dog walk because i want to be able to color my bo- the box green i don't want to color it pink which means i didn't do it um so having it like having this stuff on a sheet of paper that helps me lots of people like doing habit tracker apps personally i tried not to do so much on my phone because i'm on my phone enough and so having it on uh, having it on paper really helps me having it not be on a screen. I think using markers, using something tactile, that's something that I enjoy. I like colors, I like coloring. Um it's more uh rewarding, it's more satisfying, I think to take a marker and color in a box than it is um to just put a check mark on an app. So, the other thing that's really nice too is now I have like this whole workbook over the past, you know, 16 weeks of us being on the road and I can look back and I can see and I will say it has not been perfect. There are days that I've messed up. Like I said, I woke up late. I missed the workout or, you know, we we go out and we have tacos and they didn't have vegetables in, as an option. So I think just like being honest, like just coloring it pink, it's not that big of a deal if it gets colored pink. So like letting up on myself and not expecting it to be perfect because that doesn't exist. Perfection does not exist. There's never going to be a month or a week where everything goes perfectly. And if it is, if there is a month or a week where everything goes perfectly, that's probably because you're trying to do something like a Whole30 or uh, whatever, 75 day hard or 75 hard or whatever it is. and you're restricting, and at some point, you are going to binge, and you are going to fall up the wagon, and everything is going to fall apart. So it's really, instead of aiming for perfection, it's aiming for consistency, you know, trying to be a consistent person. But if you mess up, it's not that big of a deal. And that kind of leads to the last point, number five, Um, not letting missing an action ruin the whole day. So if there is a day (laughs) where things, you know, where, I I don't get the walk-in or, you know, a call goes over and I don't get the dog walk-in or I um, forget to, I don't know, I forget to eat vegetables or I miss a meal. Not letting a little pink box ruin my day. um, Just moving on with it. You know, a couple weeks ago, I actually had to get three root canals. It was awful, but it needed to be done. And I got back from that and like laid on the couch the rest of the day and eating was very difficult. Um, I didn't want to chew anything. So like soup and protein shakes were the option. Right. And so when I look back at that week, it's like, yeah, that week did not go perfectly, but I still showed up and did what I could, you know, maybe I did go for walks instead of going and lifting, um, or I had soup instead of eating a giant salad at lunch. So again, not letting missing an action ruin the whole day. That kind of, when you do that, it's like you're inside that um, perfectionist, all or nothing, black and white thinking, that mindset. And that doesn't help you. You think that if you're, yeah, like I'm being perfect, this is how it's always going to be. And that's that's not the truth. Um, I know I've shared my struggles with Whole30 and binging. I actually was just talking to a former client and she was telling me about one of her friends who did... I think three rounds of 75 hard last year, and at the end of the year in December, found herself just like binge eating like crazy, and then that's when you start to oh what's wrong with me? And it's like there's nothing wrong with you. There's something wrong with that perfectionist mindset, that you know that extreme mindset. Um, that is just the result of that extreme mindset is just completely falling apart and not being able to keep it together. So <laughs> this moderate approach it really does help you actually stay more consistent. But it, it kind of is all of those components. Let me go over them again. So having the aspirational ident- identity of being a consistent person, having a system that and following through with it, having a backup plan, tracking your actions, and then the last piece, not letting missing an action ruin the whole day or ruin the whole week or the whole month. So that's been, you know, that's a quick update of what's happening in my life. I feel a lot happier. I feel... A lot more like myself again. Um, obviously, my life is not perfect, and there's there's days or moments where it feels not great. You know, this is this. You don't just move somewhere and everything goes perfectly. There are definitely times that it feels a little lonely. You know, it's just me and Paul and Jameson um, traveling. I still have Zoom and client calls and things like that. But there are times where it does feel lonely. But then there's times where it just feels wonderful because I'm on the beach and I'm running and I see dolphins or we're on a mountain and we're hiking and I see, you know, a skyline that I couldn't see on the west side of Chicago. So definitely ups and downs. But I think I think the main lesson is like if you feel stuck, if you feel if you've been in pain, um. For weeks or months or years or decades, know that there are options and that pain can actually motivate you to make a change. Um, it doesn't have to be a big life change. It doesn't have to be that you, you know, leave your house and go and travel and you know go to the other side of the country. It can just be a small, a small change. Um, but yeah, know that you're not stuck. You you can make a change. But I think that's it. And I think that brings us to um, the last piece. I am working on a brand new coaching program. I'm really excited about this. This is for people who are struggling with being consistent. If you are someone who has been struggling with your mornings, or you've been struggling with your meals, or you've been struggling with movement. I have a new program. It's eight weeks. It's called Get Consistent With, and this program is specifically to help you get consistent with mornings, get consistent with movement, or get consistent with meals. Um, I'm really excited for this first round that I will be launching this early February. This is going to be a pay what you want um, pricing. This is the only time (laughs) that I'll be doing this. This is really just to help with the creation of the program. And then after that, there will be um, more of an investment on your part if you decide to do it. So if you are someone who has been struggling and maybe money has been an issue for you, you haven't been able to make that investment in yourself, this is the time to get started. Because again, um, it's reasonably uh, priced for you, whatever you can afford, this will help you get consistent. So I'll put the link for that in the show notes, it'll be opening um, early February. And yeah. So I think the last piece, I already said that, but this is like the last, last piece is the other thing that I will be working on with the podcast is being that aspirational identity of being a consistent podcaster, making sure I'm getting quality content out to you, making sure that I'm interviewing fun guests, people that have really great helpful things to share with you so that it can help your 2023 also be a consistent year when it comes to mornings, meals, and movement. Stay tuned and thank you again. Thank you for listening. Um, You mean a lot to me um, and I really do appreciate you listening to today's episode and previous episodes. So thank you. I will see you in the next one. Take care. Bye.